0: to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm joined by Laurie. <laughs> that took me my surprise there. Um, yes, Merry Christmas everyone. Welcome to the, the festive edition of the show. Craig breaking with uh, our usual start and uh, changing it a bit to the Santa Claus. Are you, are you going to be festive throughout this whole episode are you Craig?
1: No, that's it. That's the, it Laurie said I had to be festive in my introduction so <laughs> I thought I'd just go straight in there. So we're joined this week by Chris, who goes under the, the name of Psycho Heart on the forum. He's a Celtic fan, he's on Twitter as well, he's Chris eighteen eighty eight. Hello Chris.
2: Hi Craig. Hi Laurie. I suppose if uh, it's Christmas must be must be the three wise men. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, good
0: one. Good one. Maybe maybe one. I don't know about that. I don't know what used to. Right. <laughs> if it was me I would I would give a, a good gift like gold.
1: So who's gonna have myrh? <laughs> That's a type of gift Laurie'd
2: give. I don't even know what Frankincense and Mart are. No, not me neither,
1: that's why I went for the, the easy one. Aye, anyway. Well, linking quite nicely from the, the Christmas chat to Sheridan on Sports Scene. Did either that's, of you see him?
0: I don't know, maybe cat did. Was that Kat's reaction to Sheridan's jumper? I didn't see it, yeah. but I heard about it. Oh, it's a good one, it was a, it was a good quality Christmas jumper.
2: Not only did I see him, but I posted the picture last night, and I, I must have had over a hundred people retweet this picture. Did you? <laughs> yeah. It was um, festive. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: It was good. It was it was a lot more exciting than he was, to be honest. Did you Did you hear his phone go off during it? <laughs> I
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> did he have jingle bells or something festive? Or...
1: No. I can't remember. It was just a beep. But I got, I got a text last night saying Sheridan should turn his phone off. Aye, good banter. So I thought we'd look at the, the SPL games and we're better to start than Tuesday for the, the rearranged St Johnson versus Aberdeen match. And I don't know if either of you've watched this but it was terrible. The <laughs> the wind was playing havoc with the, with the ball and I don't know I don't know if games can get called off because of the wind, but I think this was definitely a contender.
2: I didn't even. Oh, well, I never seen it. <laughs> I I <saw, laughs> oh, did you not. I completely forgot it was even on.
0: I saw the highlights.
2: He's rearranged. Just sneaked up on me. I don't think I've even seen the highlights.
0: I forced myself to watch the highlights mainly because I just wanted to see this 49-yard goal. But um, I mean, all credit to to Ryan Jack. I mean, obviously it was Enkelman's howler that gifted it to him. But I think even when you're at the halfway line, well, he he, he kind of took control of the ball in his own half. So I think. To make sure it gets on target from there, it's not the easiest thing, especially when it's kind of snowing and the wind's playing havoc like that. But yeah, by all accounts, it sounded like I think a lot of mentions of the worst game in the SPL ever, or which I, I find hard to believe. I mean, I've been to a Hearts game where no one got shot on goal, and I'm, so I'm pretty sure there's been worse. But it sounded pretty dire. The attendance was horrific. Was it 1600? Yeah, that was, yeah, it was that yeah. was. I mean, I can't. I can only think that. Apart from the Gretna days, I can't think there'd be anything as bad as that. But I mean, St. Johnstone don't have the biggest sort of home support, and with the weather in the midweek live on TV, it was live on. Was it live on Sky again? It was Sky. Yep. Oh, great advent for Scottish football. There, can can they take their eighty million back? No, no, it's done, isn't it? It's done. It's done. It's fine. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the result, I don't think Aberdeen will care how they got it. Big win for them, especially away from home. So. Points are massive, disappointing for St Johnson. I don't think Craig Brown and Aberdeen fans will care an awful lot that it wasn't the best spectacle.
1: Yeah, there was an incident. I think it was the Aberdeen keeper, Brown. It must have been an offside or whatever, because he got a free kick and he placed the ball down and the wind blew. It blew the ball away. So he had to run up and pick it up again, put it back. And this happened about two or three times. And every time he did it, the fans were booing him for time-wasting, but it's like, what can I do? The ball keeps moving.
0: I've I've experienced that before, but yeah, you, you don't see it much in in professional games.
1: But, I not know, but the stadium's kind of protecting the pitch. How many stands have saint Johnson got
0: again? I don't know. Uh, I don't know <laughs> this, a this road... Uh, it's a big... it, it,
2: does, it does seem to be one of the colder stadiums in Scotland, mind you. Because so I don't know if this, this, the wind rattles about that quite a bit it's
0: because there's no body there's no body heat because only about 7 people turn up when they play so it's,
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> a lack of... <laughs>
0: so looking at the
1: predictions the, the scoreline was obviously 2-1 to Aberdeen I went for a 2-0 victory to St Johnson so I'd I got 0 points in the predictor Laurie you'd went for a, a boring 0-0 so again you'd get 0 Greg he'd went for 1-1 so that's a, a 0 points all round there. Ah, well. So, moving on to another midweek game, and Celtic were in Europe in their final group game, or their final group game as it stands at the moment, after Sion <laughs> failed in their CAS case, but they're, they're taking it further, and I'm not sure what court they're taking it to, but I think...
2: I think
0: they're back to this Swiss court now. But, Is it? <laughs> but I heard in the week that there's potential for Man United getting back in the Champions League, if Sion continue... Because there's possibilities of UEFA just banning the Swiss teams from Europe. Yes, I think like there's
2: something along the lines of that the FIFA and UEFA have basically decided that now they've been proven right in the, the court of arbitration, that they, the, the Swiss haven't been enforcing that uh, the, the player ban. So now unless the Swiss take action against Sion, then they're going to throw all the Swiss teams out. Which will mean that uh, Man United will get balls placed in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, uh, if, it's just it's going to open up a can of worms. I just I, I hope it fails.
0: Well, I think we've all been saying it from the start, though, haven't we? We, we? Our first reaction was that you're playing under UEFA law. You you um you play players that they've said you can't play. Then you're breaking the rules. It doesn't matter what else. You just to me it just seemed open kind of shut case. It just seemed that they were barking up the wrong tree and they've just yeah. everyone. I think I I think to be honest, if I was a Sion supporter. Would uh, you but you're not just like right? Let's just just forget about it. You know, it's done. We got, we're out. We messed up. Let's just move on. Whatever. I mean, what do they actually think is going to happen now? You, you we're not going to go back and play all the group games again, are you?
1: Um,
0: no, who knows what the, the
1: possibilities are. But, uh it's just it's, it's too complicated to, to even consider allowing them in. And this this idea of, of banning Swiss teams. I, I think
0: don't know. I think the Swiss FA would have to we'd have to take action to avoid that because I think they would look and go right we've got a team who've got through that group you know they've got ahead of Man United they've got through and they're in the Champions League are we going to let them go out for Sion who are probably what in Switzerland they're maybe what a hearts kind of size they're not they're not the bigger teams you know what for what their Europa League place I think they would just say look we're going to have to take a hit and punish you for, for messing up the rest of our rest of our fun you know Taking your yeah. ball and going home. None of us can play now. So, <laughs> so the the game itself uh,
1: against Udinese by by all accounts, Celtic put up a, a good fight. And I didn't see the game myself, but Chris, I'm sure you would have been watching it.
2: Yeah, it was a it was a good spirited performance, certainly in the first half. Um, it was one of those strange ones. I think both uh, Dean Adali and Hooper had great chances to score before they actually got the goal. That was more or less a gift. I mean, the, the Hooper one was just a, a lucky ricochet in the box and fell into his path. But there was one about five minutes before that. Samaras had played him in and he put it wide. And Di Natale was exactly the same. He had that little chip over uh, Fraser Foster that went wide before getting a, a gift of a, a header into his path from Cha. Although I don't really want to blame Cha for it because it was more like the fact that Di Natale was completely on Marp. But I think second half with the maybe upped their game a bit. Uh, Fraser Foster had a a string of good saves That's probably one of the best games I've seen him play for Celtic He seems to have grown in stature in the last week So I think we can be proud of the way we went through this group Because we really did think we were going to get hammered In just pretty much all six games And we've come away with six points So
1: So despite Celtic going out At least they, they managed to rack up quite a few coefficient points which well hopefully uh, Scotland will benefit from that. Although well, I don't know, Chris. Do you know how much how many points they got? Or they I'm, I'm not kind of sure thing?
2: exactly how many we got for it. I think it's it's something like two points for a win for Celtic and a a point for. So that was one win and three draws we had. Uh, I think then it gets divided by four. Yes, yeah. then gets added to the Scottish coefficient or something.
1: Yeah, so I don't think we're going to be progressing anywhere, but hopefully we won't go as far back as we would have if Celtic hadn't made it to the group stages.
2: Yeah, it's better than (laughs) nothing.
1: Yeah, Ah, exactly, yeah. So moving on to the the SPL games at the weekend, and the first game up on Saturday was a 12.30 kick-off, and that was live on ESPN, and that was Aberdeen against Hibs, and that finished 1-0 to Aberdeen. Predictions-wise, I went for a 0-0 draw for that one. Laurie went for a one 0 victory to Hibbs, and Greg went for a 3 0 victory to Hibbs.
0: Did either of you see the game live? Thankfully, didn't watch it live. Sound like another fantastic advent for for Scottish football, and obviously I yeah. start
2: to think Sky shouldn't show Aberdeen games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was the ESPN, so we're spreading it out. We're spreading out the the drivel. But yeah, it sounded like it was a pretty awful game. And I think, to be honest, there'll be two main talking points and I think the referee got both of them wrong. And I know the the first was the penalty, which ultimately decided the game. And to me, there's no doubt it's a, it's a dive, it's not a penalty. That's this...
1: well, it, was a, it was a terrible dive, I think that... I've seen it a few times now, and uh, there's there's no way your legs go like that no.
0: naturally. And I I was horrible. shocked. I was shocked on the on the forum because um, sheep tastic and myself were taking the the moral high ground on all this the, the other week, saying that if our players did such such things that we would we wouldn't agree with it. But I, I I noticed a wee bit of him. He seemed to not be completely conclusive that it was a die, which I was surprised at because when I see it the, the ways his, his feet go. It's it's just it's a dive basically. And by no means, I mean the players can sometimes get knocked to the ground, and it can be not a foul, but it can also not be a dive. I mean sometimes you know a bigger defender will just knock a guy over. It's not a foul, but it just happens. But yeah, if he, his shoulder could brush him over, but his legs wouldn't go like that. Basically, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah,
1: that was a bit. Of... Oh, that was a bad bit about it. You're right because. Who who knows you're running at pace? Who knows if even just the slightest brush can knock you over? Mm-hmm. But those legs, uh, that's the telltale. And well, I'm I'm sure they're going to be looking into it, the the SPL. And I would be very surprised if he wasn't given a, a ban for that.
0: I think they have to. I mean, they've set the precedent with um, Aluko now, and yeah. you you know what the old firm are like. If if they don't punish Pollitt, then it'll be all hell will break loose <laughs> because it, it's just as bad in my in my view. The O'Connor one, we'll just call that a blip. Don't know how they didn't, don't know how they didn't end up punishing him for that. But yeah, and then the red card was equally silly decision. I thought maybe it's called what's that called? Evening things out, is it? But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Craig Brown kind of summed it up. I don't think it was a tackle or such. I think he was trying to block the clearance, and he slid in front of him. I didn't really think it was. I've said before, it's another one of my gripes. This whole thing that if your studs are showing that it's suddenly this vicious, disgusting leg-breaking tackle. But you tell me how you slide straight ahead without your studs showing up. It's just the way your leg moves. So I thought he was sliding to block it. To me, I would even I wouldn't have a book in there. But well, uh,
1: see, a, a lot of this has been focused on. Yeah, was he going to take the guy out or was he going to block it? And I believe he was going to block it. Yeah. But he had his studs shown, and I I think that's, that was dangerous. I can't remember who it was that was making the clearance. But if you're trying to hoof the ball up the line, your leg's going to be swinging forward naturally. So somebody sliding in, trying to block the ball, there's a potential that your leg follows through and gets caught by this by these studs. So I think it was dangerous playing. I think a red card is, is maybe harsh, but... I think it's it's a, a valid option for the referee in that situation, or should I say it's a valid option for the linesman? Because it seemed to be him yeah, that it was, that was, it was hinting a, towards the red.
0: The ref asked the linesman, and he he basically said it was a red. Yeah, but you talk about this thing about studs being dangerous. What 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 do players wear shin guards for then? I mean, I, I'm not being funny, but you're going to tackle studs are going to go into players at some point. I that's why we wear that's why boots are so well kind of padded where you you got the little ankle pad in at the bottom with your shin guards, it's because it's a contact sport. You're not always gonna get the ball. Sometimes you get the ball you also get a bit of the man. I just think this obsession with if the studs are showing then it's suddenly it's it's suddenly a foul. Or if you if you leave the ground it's suddenly a foul. It's you've got to take things on a case by case basis. Fair enough, sometimes you see a player jump in one footed, two footed, but he's flying through the air at the guy's shin and like, yep, that's that's got that's that's got to go. I mean, that's, I understand because that can potentially break someone's leg. It's dangerous. But it's not all the time. I've seen a couple. One was Nottingham Forest Leeds in a championship last year. And the ball was bouncing in front of the Leeds player. He, he didn't have the ball especially. And the guy, the Nottingham Forest guy, the ball was maybe, what, three feet off the ground? So the guy had to, to leave the ground to get the ball. But he just left the ground to hook the ball around, to hook the ball away. And he got straight red because he'd left the ground. I think the other one was Newcastle Stevenage, where again it was Tiote. Um, I don't know they, who the Stevenage player was, but the ball was bouncing in front of the guy, so it was in front of the guy, so he, he jumped to hook his leg around, and he didn't even get the guy at all. He jumped in the air, so kind of flew through the air, and as he got to the ground, he kind of hooked the ball away, and again straight red because he left the ground. And it's just, I think they they see things too much black and white, where most of the time these tackles are. Gray, gray area. Basically, you've got to take things on a case by case basis.
2: Yeah, I think you've probably hit the nail on the head, though, with the leaving the ground thing. Because I think the referees have been told to look out for whether or not the player is under control when he makes the challenge. And if you've left the ground, you can't possibly control what direction you're going in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I mean, the, the thing that springs to mind with me was um, last season when Joe Ledley was sent off at Tynecastle. He did get the ball, but there was a, he'd left the ground. He can flying out to Ian Black and uh, Craig Thompson. Funnily enough, the same referee in this Aberdeen-Habs game. It, it just There was no option but to send the man off.
0: I think with that one as well, I didn't think it was red. I'll say at the time, I thought it was a red. And when you see it in real time, I think it looks pretty bad. I think that was a, quite a difficult one because it, when I looked at the replay, I didn't even think it was a foul, <laughs> to be honest. But at the time, apart from my angle, because I was sort of black side of it, so I could kind of just, I was shouting, you know, it's a red card. Because it did it did look a lot worse than what it was. And I think there was the same one, it was a very similar one with actually Ian Black himself at Motherwell, which you kind of look at it first, you're like, oof, that looked a bit bad. And he got sent off. I don't know if it's a case of reputation preceding him. But I saw the replay and I didn't even think it was a foul. He jumped in, he got a ball clean lane, just because he jumped and. I get this point about you're not in control, but at the same time, we're going to stop... Ta- if the ball is further than, what, maybe two feet away from you, you have to jump. You can't slide. You, unless, the, unless the pitch is nicely wide, you can, you're not going to be able to slide to the ball. When you, you need to move. It's. I think if it's a good tackle, if if a player's timed it well, then I don't see what the problem is. If he catches them, then maybe then it's a foul. But I just think we're going to outlaw tackling. If... The diving is just is bad the other way because we're going to outlaw tackling because you're not allowed to tackle, and also even if you don't tackle, apparently you're tackling because players will fall down if they if they feel that you've went too close to them. It's like I don't know. I just think it's from a view that a lot of referees, it's almost the argument that they've not played football enough that that tackle has suddenly become like this this horrible way of doing it, whereas. And I played football. You'd probably put in about six or seven of those in the game, and the referee would barely ever give a foul.
1: Yeah, I think it's a difficult one because I think I think you have to be careful for the the safety of the players. I think I think there's a positive to be taken that we've moved away from the days when you're getting crunching tackles being put in. But but yes, yeah, it's, it's a fine line because the last thing you want is for there to not be any tackles because. I wouldn't be able to play football. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to the the next game up, which is Hearts against Dunfermline. And Hearts humped Dunfermline 4-0 in this one. Prediction-wise, I went for a 2-0 victory to Hearts. Laurie, you'd copied me. Greg, he went for a 3-1 victory. So you must be chuffed. Laurie, with Hearts
0: getting this resounding victory... Yeah, not just with the score, I mean, let's be honest, Dunfermline are rotten, so it's not really beating them soundly at home. I mean, who gets beat at home to Dunfermline? Oh no, wait, someone did, didn't they? Just across the city. But, uh, (laughs) so yeah, 4-0, decent result, and you know, from what I followed with the game, apparently it could have easily been, no joke, 7 or 8, it sounded like it was just hearts from start to finish, and just a really good performance. Apparently football we're playing was really good. And from what I saw as well, apparently Ian Black had his best game for a while. It seemed that someone had a word with him. So one of my, my favourite sides of Black's game is tackling was it non-existent. And he basically just controlled the tempo of the game from midfield. And yep, yeah, people don't often give him credit, but Black's actually quite a good footballer when he when he's not painting and decorating. Um, <laughs> so yeah, good performance. Good to see Stephen Elliott grabbing a goal. Paul Gallagher, I do like Paul Gallagher as a keeper, but he didn't really look like he was at the races, Like the second and fourth goal in particular. I thought he, he's got to take a fair bit of blame for those. I don't know how the title one went under him. It seemed a bit of a dodgy one. But yeah, overall, very good uh, performance, good result. There's obviously the driver in um, the Andy Driver. Sort of stories have overshadowed a bit of it. Apparently he doesn't want to play, but you know, I thought I—I don't know what to believe. with This is, his agent was on the radio earlier, and I can't really tell if um, what's happened. He didn't seem to want to deny that Driver said he didn't want to play for Sergio, but at the same time, Driver saying he will be available. So there's there's something odd going on there. I think no one else want to discuss how fantastic Hearts are. I said it was a a humping. Is that not enough for you? Well, I mean, it's a good result. and We've got a big game of Mother 1 next week. I mean, to be honest, results are still taking a bit of a back seat for me at the moment in terms of the sort of short term this season. But we beat Mother 1 next week. We're six points off them in third. I I, I can't see us having enough stability, especially post-January, to to keep it up for for there but even 4th I think other than Motherwell even Motherwell themselves they've got a few good away results but I, even outside them I don't see very many outstanding teams at all to be honest even and un- destabilized sort of hearts and even if we lose a few players I would still be thinking that 4th should still be kind of a good possibility because St Johnston I know Frugal won't be happy with saying it but they kind of I think they're in a bit of a false position. They've done quite well with Sandaza and Sheridan, but it's almost like Hibbs with O'Connor when those two, when those players don't get goals, it doesn't seem to be much about them at all. So
1: yeah,
0: I agree totally. Yeah, I'm hoping that, hoping we can we can still push up the table a bit. But
1: hearing the stat that it's only your second win in eight matches, which looking back in the results seems to be correct. It's yeah, it's surprisingly poor
0: yeah oh yeah since the wage thing's gone not surprisingly it's kind of things have dipped a bit so yeah it was good to get back to get back to winning ways and so convincingly and hopefully we can follow up next week because we've got a, kind of, a couple of tricky games after the Mollieville home game because you know we don't travel well anyway put on a, a Wednesday night just before New Year which ugh, either be nil nil or 1-0 Aberdeen probably and then we've got The big derby on the 2nd of January. So yeah, hopefully we can get three points next week.
1: So the the next game up is uh, Kilmarnock against Dundee United, which finished one each. In the predictor, I went for a 0-0. Laurie, you went for 2-2. Greg went for 0-0. So that would be one point apiece for all three of us. And Chris, what did you think of Dayton and his dive in the box? I've not seen a lot of it in the media, but do you think I should go down simulation?
2: Um, I can't say I can't remember what that one was. You're looking at. The only thing I remember dating doing was the goal.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, aye, aye. Uh, the goal itself, I don't know. It's what's me because it was, it was just so good, superb, aye, brilliant.
2: And probably the second best goal of the weekend as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, aye. The way they showed it in the the highlights. It's, you're thinking, right? Nothing can beat this. This is a contender for goal of the season. And then, well, I will talk about it later. But I, there's a, there's an even better one.
0: Is there? I don't know. It was, it was the day of the, it was a day of the, um, the, the pile drivers in particular, left foot pile drivers. I don't know what it was about this weekend, but everyone seemed to be having their, their long range shooting boots on. Every game there was like, I mean, there was two, both his goal and Dixon's equaliser was a cracking finish as well. Yeah. And then it was. Um, you've got well. The later games, I think it was McLean I think, in the Motherwell game, and then the one that was scored in the Motherwell game. There was just some absolute... I think even Papa hit an absolute cracker of a shot as well. They were just all over the place. Yeah. It was something in yeah. the air for left-footed players just to 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 belt it. But yeah, it seemed United deserved at least a point from what I, what I heard and what I saw in the highlights. And Daly, who's usually quite he's quite efficient in front of goal, he seemed to be... Misfiring in, in particular, missed a few guilt edge guilt sort he, of chances.
1: Yeah, so. he did. But yeah, at I least think. he's getting in. He's getting in the spaces. He's he's getting there to to miss them, which I think is, is something that a striker has to do.
0: No, I like
2: that. I one. think striker when the strikers that continually get into those positions are the ones that eventually get the goal. It doesn't matter how bad a day they've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. They might they might miss six chances, but they'll still score the winner on the 88th minute.
0: That kind of thing. Chris Boyd kind yeah. of player.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So uh, moving on, looking at the, the Motherwell against St Mirren game, which finished one each. I went for a two one victory to Motherwell, Laurie, you went three one and Greg went four nil. And I'd like to talk about the, the non football inside uh, this first of all before talking about the the
0: boxing side of it. And... Ding ding <laughs> Aye, ding.
1: And that's it. I good one with a with a a sly punch
0: a wee body in shot. Jennings
1: stomach. Which he seemed to handle quite well. I think he's got a wee career in boxing Jennings because he, <laughs> he took it he didn't even flinch. It
0: was, it was the hard man act. Stay. It didn't want to take it. It didn't want to look like he was Ah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? And it was right in front of the ref. It was almost too close to the ref. I, don't think I right. thought
2: that. I thought it was too close to the referee. The referee was so sort of, uh, uh, so close. That the eye level put him off what was going on beneath it Ah,
1: uh, it was very <laughs> sly, very sly. It was, it was. So what did Jennings say? To the referee? Did he say he's just
0: punched me in the stomach? What's the referee going to think? There?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. No, he didn't. He was right in front of me. I thought I seen that.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can't go on players saying it. So I, I don't think you can blame the ref for there because he is too close. You know, the, he's got Jennings in between them. So, it was a, It was an odd thing to do though, it was a very odd thing to do. Yeah. I think
2: it, it it came about because of the, the sort of challenges that were flying in around that time, because it was three or four before the referee finally blew the whistle for a free kick.
0: Yeah. It was meaty,
2: it was a, it
0: was a meaty yeah. challenge <laughs> left, right and centre, which is, I suppose it's what we like to see you know, after this talk of pansies going down and uh, <laughs> refs sending off players for, for nothing, but... Yeah, J.H.R. in the forum said "Yeah, it was a great strike from Goodwin, obviously, for the goal. However, he probably should have been off for the punch. I wonder if the SFA, SFA will be investigating the incident. And to be honest... I, I hope so. You'd think the the can of worms has been opened. And again, we'll go back to Rangers, if Goodwin doesn't get pulled up for that, then I'm sure there'll be a few uh, whiny voices about Naismith getting pulled up for one. And I guess this is one of the problems with this the video evidence that you kind of have to follow up all these incidents whether that I suppose that's not a problem is it you're stamping out things like that but yeah if, if you're going to pick up some players for it then you have to pick up others and although yeah it wasn't exactly you know it wasn't exactly KO kind of punch was it but you still can't I don't know I think Stop he's a punch.
1: Yeah. he's just got an iron stomach maybe maybe <laughs> maybe it would have floored maybe you Laurie you would have been floored but nah Jennings handled it Guy would have been floored You I say it come up, pansy and Jennings. Jennings has been up the up the mountains in the snow doing his training.
0: Maybe if <laughs> if, if Jennings went down and Goodwin got sent off, maybe there would have been uh, too much um, uh, debate about betting. You know, maybe there'd been a red card bet for for Goodwin, and you know, people would have been investigating. <laughs> you never yeah, know.
1: Maybe that's why I didn't go down. I
0: didn't want to think oh, no, I didn't want to be involved in his sendings off. Get that kind of chat started again. But yeah, it was it was a it was a silly thing to do, and I mean I remember us, I remember an amateur game I played in once, and um, one of our players got a, a right hook to the face, which did send him to the floor, and the the offending player got a yellow card. Which, uh, <laughs> to be fair, it was it, we were playing in Wallyford and it was against a a team from maybe it was I think it might have been Tronent or Musselburgh, and the referee was always a bit dodgy, but. Yeah, I don't know if the ref would have had much protection to, to give any more than that anyway, so maybe that just shows... Maybe that's why I don't like, don't like too many cards getting thrown about in professional games. I've been tainted by the amateur game. Yeah. What, you only got a head, bud, ref? That's barely a foul.
1: <laughs> so the, the final game on the, the Saturday is Rangers against Inverness, which finished 2-1 to Rangers. In the predictor, I went for a 4-0 Victory to Rangers, I was a bit overconfident. Laurie, you drained it in a bit and went for 1-0 to Rangers. And Greg, he went for 2-0 to Rangers. And by all accounts in this match, I think Rangers were lucky because from what I've seen and from what I heard, Inverness were, were really good, a really good team. Although there's been a bit of controversy with our, their goal as Jelovic lay on the ground.
0: Oh, come on. Here injured. Here we go. Here this is another one of my I gripes. I'm going to come in and say some of my gripes. Is it just me, or did they not change the ruling that unless it's a head knock, you don't have to hit the ball out?
1: Oh, yes. I think everybody knows, yeah. This is why yeah, I don't but... I
0: don't understand why players even bother doing it at all in the game. I mean, yeah, it, if they want to be supporting and do it, they can, but I, they don't have to, so I don't know what the... I don't see what the contro, the controversy was behind that at all. I just think if he's gone down with and he's clashed heads, it's different, but... They don't have to at all. and Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's I think cool. the
2: problem was that Inverness had the ball and they didn't put the ball out. Then Rangers won the ball back and they didn't put yeah. the ball out either. Yeah. So when Inverness won the ball back again, they thought, well, Rangers didn't put the ball out. We can play on.
0: All teams do it. teams. strange. I've seen hard yeah, they... before and it's like you. the other teams got, you've got the ball and you try and attack when your player's on the ground and then you lose it. As soon as you lose the ball. Put it out. You've got to put it out now. You've got to put it out now. Our player's down. Our attack's breaking down. So we don't want it. Let's get it out. It's it's rubbish. I think they should just... And then the problem is, a lot of the time the refs do say, you know, put it out. Or the team does put it out. Which, pff, I don't know. And it, it it brings up this problem with giving the ball back, which we saw last week in Parkhead. And I think I've seen it a couple of times recently where teams haven't given the ball back. And it's... It caused a bit of problems. I just think you should just have it. You don't have to put the ball out. If you want to put the ball out, then it's you know it's your it's, it's your kind of call. But this position, there's obviously situations when a, t- a team's attacking, and I don't see why they should have to. Because often a player's down for no reason other than maybe he's he's tripped or maybe he's clashed with his own player. Why should you know if one team say Rangers were attacking, two Inverness players ran into each other and one of them was down, what, a Rangers are Rangers to go clean through to win the game, they have to put the ball out, it just seems unfair, so, that's my view on it anyway. Yeah, well, I think I there's a good uh, argument,
2: for leaving it up to a referee, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think, think so, yeah. But then, but then, can the ref, if the rules are, if, it, unless it's a head knock, they don't have to put it out, then what if a team was attacking, and they felt they had a good attack on, and the ref went put it out, and he's like, well, but we don't have to, why you? you can't do that? You can't make us spit out. It's no.
1: It's difficult. I was. I want to say that it, it should be down to common sense. But then when you've got players like uh, Drogba springs to mind that goes down in, in absolute agony every time. And Ronaldo's another. And they just they just get up because they weren't hurt after all. But they were just writhing about there.
0: Let's be honest. Ninety-five percent of the time when players go down, I'm not saying that they're always faking completely. But most of the time, it's a case they get up. They kind of hobble a bit and then keep going or they get taken off the side of the park. They come over and that magic sponge comes on or they spray a bit of DP or whatever and they're back on. It's it's very rarely a serious injury. You know, it, Obviously, there are unfortunately serious injuries every now and then, but it's very rarely. Usually, it's nothing. Usually, it's a little knock. But because players are up to be absolute pansies these days, that they feel that they need to yes. roll about and go off. And every team does it. I think... To a tee, every team does it. See hearts all the time. See every team do it. Their players go down, they roll about for a while with barely any knock and they go off and they greet about it for a bit. Get, you know, get the physio come and rub it, give them a wee drink of water and they're back on. It's if nothing happened. I remember when it was men who played football.
1: <laughs> back in the good old days, Larry, <laughs> aye.
0: Coming from a 25-year-old. So what <laughs>
1: so about the Inverness goal? Chris, I hear that you've you seen a, a good animated gif of it.
2: Oh, the the one that we got chalked off for offside. Yes, yeah, that was offside.
1: <laughs> well, see, I was it, watching it, the it's highlights. Marginal, yeah. I was watching the highlights, and you you couldn't tell. the The camera angle was pretty poor.
2: Yeah, I think it looks as if he's slightly ahead of the defence for the camera angle, but like you say, you can't really tell. So I think, and in that case, you can't really argue that the linesman's got it wrong. So yeah,
0: I couldn't when you when you pause it like that, and you still can't tell. It's hard to say that. You know, when a linesman's watching that, there's loads of players running in real time that it was a bad decision. I couldn't, from the angle and the, the highlights, like Craig said, I couldn't tell. It was difficult. It was quite close, but, yeah. I mean, all in all, I thought... I, I mean, the penalty shouts, I don't know if anyone thought, I didn't think it was penalties. Didn't, they looked soft.
2: I think the handball, that could very easily have been given because Jalovic's hand is in a very strange position for what he's trying to do. Uh,
0: the handball one, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, 'Cause there was a, there was loads of penalty shouts from Vanessa, wasn't there?
2: there wasn't. Yeah, there was another one where Bartley yeah. sort of muscled the
0: I didn't think that was, was the way. Anyway?
1: Yeah, I didn't think Bartley one was, oh. but yeah, Jailovich, okay. I, I can I've seen them given both ways for that one. So I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have had any arguments if it was given, but I'm quite happy it wasn't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I mean on the forum, Jipster says Rangers had chances, if Lafferty squares about Yevlich, yeah, like he's got a tap in. He also had a shot clear of the line, Papach hit a screamer off the bar. Was the one I mentioned, but Inverness just as many chances, and Wallace's clearance was unbelievable. Yep, forgot about that. It was yeah, it yeah was. Wallace's
2: clearance was cracking because he times it just right. It's it's it is literally on the line clearance. Yeah.
0: I don't even understand how, being a left footer, he managed to do that. It's a really weird angle from because he still kind of got it with his left foot, didn't he? Almost it was like, yep. But um, Jepster then also says Witter continues to show himself to be a bomb scare in the box. yep, we all agree with that. Head of the ball straight. An ICT player who shot straight at McGregor. Excellent second half, but Rangers need to give themselves a shake. Far too pedestrian in the first half again. Edo needs a wee break. Probably about six months would do. <laughs> I thought I thought the tide had turned on Edo. I thought everyone liked him there.
1: No. Uh, I think he's he's kind of reverted back to his normal style. But so maybe patch is this new midfield maestro that we need. <laughs>
2: If I you can have shots like that, then you'd be happy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting seeing them left left back, left midfield, now central midfield. It's, sometimes I've seen him in the box, in the centre forward role. So
2: we got everything from him. Is it Eastern European Charlie Mulgrew? <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you were you were you on the were you on the wind up on the forum, Chris? I've got. Was it Doug Laster replying to you saying, I think you're the only person complaining about decisions against Inverness. None of the calls at box were dodgy. Inverness had as many chances as Rangers, that's true. And Rangers were the lucky winners, also true. Was that you claiming? Yeah, I think I saying... think
2: it was at it wind a wind-up of Because I hadn't seen the game by that point. So... <laughs> oh, you hadn't seen
0: the game at this point? <laughs> no. All right. I was
2: reading things on Twitter. <laughs> on my Twitter timeline tends to be a bit biased towards the green side of Glasgow.
0: No, I would never have guessed that at all. <laughs>
1: So that's it for the, the games on the, the Saturday and on Sunday it was, a, I think it was either a three or a half three kick-off, but it wasn't live on TV, St. Johnson against Celtic.
0: It's not going to be half three if it's not on TV, is it? The old traditional three o'clock. The only reason no, for- it was
2: a three o'clock kick-off. Sunday
0: because of the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, but it was three
2: o'clock,
1: uh, that bit kind of threw me because normally it's on at lunchtime and, and live on TV, but this one wasn't. So the game itself was 2-0 to Celtic. Uh, I just want to kind of skim over the predictions. I don't like to dwell on them too much. I went for a 3-1 victory to Celtic, and Greg went for a 3-0 victory to Celtic. So, looking at the game itself, I thought that the Celtic played well, by by all accounts. I thought that uh, St. Johnson didn't really offer
2: anything. I, I don't think they even had a, a shot and goal in the, the first half. No, I think I think St Johnson's game plan was to stop Celtic from playing and to be fair for an hour they did a very good job of that. Uh they never really troubled Foster throughout the game. But I think once the once the, the goal went in from Gary Hooper, sort of scrambled over the line from the corner, it was the result wasn't really much doubt and then when we got that break up the Park four minutes later and the game was finished. Yeah.
1: So what about the, the clash between Mistorovic and Robertson? I was That's, uh, yeah.
2: Meaty challenge. That, uh, yeah.
1: It was it was pretty it solid. Yeah. So <laughs> you like
0: to see though. I mean, obviously you don't like to see them taking the worst of after, but it was you know it was a fifty-fifty ball and both committed and going for it. It's what's it's, what it's all about, isn't it? But um, yeah, I thought incoming. Um, he's an odd one incoming. I don't rate him, but a couple of times a season he seems to be on on, on real kind of on form. Pulled off a couple of really good saves, but then against Arwadini he looked terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah. And he seems yeah. to be very kind of up and down sort of keeper. You know, he can pull off some fantastic saves and and then just do something completely ridiculously bad. But yeah, good for good from Celtic. I I do like to to watch Celtic as much as it pains me to say. I like the <laughs> the, the score goals. I like to, I used to like to score on FIFA. You know, just keep just pass it all the way till you get there. None of that shooting from outside the box, you know. And it, I like a finish like that, so you can keep keep passing it until there's a tapping. So well, I'm
1: hearing it was seven straight league wins in a row. Yeah, they're,
2: very they're, very they're impressive, they're very well.
0: I remember when we started a season that way. <sighs>
2: <laughs>
0: Back in the good old days. But yeah, good result for Celtic. Um, on the forum, grumpy old man mentions the. The clash, he said he just saw the clash of heads between BFD, as he likes to be called there, and Robertson. And looked a sore one for both of them. It's been confirmed that BFD has a fractured cheekbone and uh, possibly fractured ice, his eye socket. This will mean he'll miss the next four or six weeks. Although most will say he won't be a big miss. It's never good to see any player pick up an injury like that. But he's kind of maybe settled a bit recently, so it's maybe a bit of a blow. To have Yeah, he's center. found a
2: better form recently. It's a bit of a shame that he's going to be missing in such a key period.
1: Yeah, I just saw, I, I seen the newspaper this morning and I think I, I looked at the, the picture and it just made my stomach turn. It was it was just horrible. They were talking about it was a suspected fracture, cheekbone, maybe a suspected fracture, eye socket. I don't From think it
2: was picture, much suspected about that photo. <laughs>
1: that's it. It looked like it was just sunken in. Oh, it's even make me feel funny now thinking about it. <laughs> It, oh, you got a dicky tummy.
0: You able to take a penalty now?
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't. It was Zidane, <laughs> a different story altogether. <laughs> so I'm. I thought moving on to look at the, the Paul Band charity bet. I didn't mention it earlier, but the the charity bet this weekend was the Killy against Dundee United game, which was actually picked by One Man Clapping. That's Greg, who was on the podcast last week, and he wanted me to rename it the One Man Clapping Charity Bet. But no, I'm going to stay true to Paul Bandon. Well, he's the only one. The-
0: he's the only one who's got one. Anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. But he's, he's come back with a, a prediction for this coming weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the the games on Christmas Eve. And he has picked uh, Dunfermline
0: versus St Johnston. Uh, I've already got that down for nil nil. Not uh, a
2: bad one. Yeah,
0: I've already got that down. I've actually done my predictions in advance this time because I've got a I've changed internet provider, so I didn't trust to open the page and do them at the time. So yeah, actually did them, and I put Dunfermline and St Johnston to be nil 0 so. Well, you've prepared,
1: Laurie, in so far because I've got
0: the the odds for the that 0-0. Oh, well done. Right, between eight and
1: ninety one. Which actually seems to be standard for that for the nil nil.
0: Yeah, we got. I think we got longer for one of them, but yeah, that's. You're not going to get much too get too much more on a result when I mean, it's SPL.
1: <laughs> it's nil nil. So, so hopefully we can we can win some more money for charity
2: in that one. I think that's what that one's going to come down to Sandaza whether he's back or not. Yeah, there's,
0: yeah. I there's think talk so. of him
2: being back for the, the the game against Celtic, but he never made it. So yeah. I would imagine he's probably in contention for that game.
0: For once, Craig won't want him to score. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Charity wins in on this one. So I thought I'd mention the SFF awards that we've done on the, on the forum. We we set up a, a poll, a poll or three, uh, asking people things like who your, your favourite member is, who your, your funniest member is, and uh, the best newcomer. And the the winner of Funniest member, or should I say joint winner, is Black Dog and Charlie Boy. I don't think there's any complaints from me there with that one. I think the, the two of them as a double act to deserve that. <laughs> and best newcomer. I'm not sure if, if Laurie managed to vote for himself here, but the best newcomer is Laurie. I didn't even need to. I would have if it had been close.
2: But... <laughs> I'm disgusted it wasn't me. <laughs>
1: And the, the favourite member of 2011, that award goes to Black Dog. So congratulations to him. And I'm, I'm just disappointed that nobody voted for me What for fun? the, the funniest.
0: The funniest member? Well, funniest, the funniest yes.
1: looking though, isn't it? Or funniest? Quit. Funny haha. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I'd went for most boring podcast presenter, <laughs> could I, I could have could I maybe got a vote out of that one. Maybe.
2: Uh, people would have been crying facts if you don't want anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so moving on to the, the SPL games coming up this weekend on Christmas Eve. Now the, the games are all over in the place in terms of times, but the first game up is the twelve thirty kickoff between Inverness and Aberdeen. And I think both teams are actually playing quite well at the moment. Aberdeen are starting to get results. Inverness aren't quite getting the results, but they're they're still playing really well. Particularly against Rangers there at the weekend, so I think I'm going to go for an easy option here, and I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a two-two, high-scoring draw. I can't
0: see Aberdeen scoring twice. Um, no, I think not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I've not even put them down to score once in all honesty. I think they rely a bit on Vernon, and I and I don't especially rate Vernon to be honest. He's he's all right, but I think Inverness they've got to start getting more results. You know they they play so well so much of the time that they've got to start getting more results I'm going to go 2-0 Inverness
2: yeah I've gone for the same I think Inverness they seem to be going through this ridiculous spell of bad luck this season and I think it's got this is the best time to break that bad luck because they've got Aberdeen at home and then I think they're away to Hibs is the next game so they've got two teams so I think if Inverness can get anything from Aberdeen and kick on maybe get something that Easter Road they'll be doing pretty well for the turn of the year yeah
1: so the next game up is a 12.45 kick off and it's live on Sky Sports 1 and that's St Mirren against Rangers I think I'm going to have to have my blue tinted specs on for this one again and go for a Rangers victory I just don't think that St Mirren are really living up to their, their early hype that they showed at the start of the season. So I'm going to go for a Rangers victory and 2-0. I'm going
0: to uh, throw the cat among the pigeons here and I'm going to go St Mirren 2, Rangers 1. Ha ah!
2: <laughs> I'm going with 2-0 Rangers, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I can't see... I don't think St Mirren have been that great of re- in recent weeks yes. uh, I think Rangers probably should have beat them the last time they played the at Ibrox was that 93rd minute equaliser um, I just I can't see St Marin getting out of that game at all I think Rangers will Rangers haven't been exactly firing in all cylinders but they've been grinding at results and they, they'll know what's on the horizon so I think they'll get the 3 points and... so yeah
1: 2-0 And the next game up with, with a 1 o'clock kick-off is Hearts against Motherwell. And I do like to side with you, Laurie, here. I, I like to <laughs> give you a little bit of support. So I'm I'm going to predict a, a Hearts victory. But I think it's going to be a narrow one. I think I'm going to go 2-1 to Hearts. I know it's difficult going against Motherwell with the, the form they've been in, but I think Hearts are going to have to start taking the league seriously and the, the challenge for third place. <laughs> well, you think we don't take it
0: seriously? No. Nope, just, nope. just the SPL, you know? Must try harder. <laughs> well, yeah. We've got to stop messing around and uh, whatnot. But yeah, I'm gonna back us. I think it's gonna be a tight one. I can see there being goals. Or touch wood if probably nil nil now, but I'm gonna go three two to hearts. I'm trying to go for interesting scores now, just I've got to get it. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas.
2: We're wanting goals I'm gonna have to break it the stats so for this one. Well, Motherwell have won seven out of their nine away games, so I think they're the team that are in form. Mm-hmm. Hearts, on the other hand, at least have a better home record than away record, having won six at home and lost four. Have you seen that away record? One on the road.
0: <laughs> It'd be hard to not have a better. Home. We've won once away even since what February. It's almost going to be. Yeah. It's going to be. It's almost going to be one away win in a year. You know, we'll give it another month and a bit. So I
2: think I, I think I'm going to have to go with Motherwell one and two one. Nah. <laughs> I think it could be a good game, though. I think we'll, we've got, we've got the, the famous third force of Scotland against the team that's actually third at the moment. So.
0: What do you mean the famous third force?
2: Well, the, the hearts are the ones that claim the third force tag.
0: So. Okay, is that, is okay. that not Aberdeen Set. fans? My second <laughs> force supporter, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I, I think Aberdeen claim it and... Because uh, you're still loving in my day right Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't have any basis for it. I've got a great support why you only get 7,000 at your home games? saying, oh, we win things. When do you last win something? Oh, but wait, no, you don't do anything. Shh! Now! Shh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the next game up is a, a, a half-one kick-off, and that is Celtic against Kilmarnock. And I can't see there being another fright in this one. I think it's going to be easy for Celtic. They're, they're on a roll... And confidence is high, and then we're going to want to keep that up with the old firm just around the corner. I'm going to go for a, an easy, a comprehensive 4 0 victory to Celtic.
0: Easy peasy. Yep. As you liked
2: it. I'm not sure it will be that confident. I think it, it could very well depend on whether Anthony Stokes has recovered from his little knock that he got before the, the St. Johnson game. So I think if we're missing Stokes, it could very well just be 2 nil I think we'll still win, but. I don't see it being a three-each game like the the one at Rugby Park. No.
0: I certainly don't see Kamarnik scoring three times at Parkhead, certainly. Yeah, I think it'll be fairly straightforward. I'm going to go in between. I'm going to go 3-0 Celtic.
1: Our next game is Dundee United against Hibbs, And that's another half-one kick-off. I'm going to go for a Dundee United victory for this one. I'm going to go uh, an easy 2-0.
0: No, no, I, I, I fancy it to be closer than that. United I haven't been um, especially great this season. I don't think they'll score many. And I think Hibbs will start getting a bit of a response. I think they did to a degree under Fenland so far. And I kind of looked at that within game And I thought Hibbs maybe create a few chances. If they can get Griffiths, well, Griffiths will be back in the team. I think they'll look a bit, maybe a bit more potent up front. So I'm going to go 1-1. I think I'm going
2: to go with a slightly in-between and go for a 2-1 win for Dundee United. I, I, I think Fenland's slowly getting Hibs to be a bit better than they were, but I think it's, it's still very slow at the moment. So I fancy them to score, but I don't think they'll, they'll keep the ball out of net enough.
0: If they were that bad, it would have been hard for them not to not to improve. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs>
1: and the, the final game of the weekend is Dunfermline against St Johnson. And I mentioned this earlier that Paul Band has chosen this as his Paul Band charity bet. So I'm gonna stick stick with the man who knows and I'm gonna go nil nil.
0: Yep. Nil no, nil no was what I was what I was going for before. So yep, that's the one I'd picked. St Johnston they are usually better away from home, but they're more of a I think they seem to play better when the impetus is on the other team to attack and they can kind of soak up the pressure and hit back. Obviously with them. Um, Chris had mentioned earlier that Sandaza might be back. That might have an impact. I think without Sandaza and Sheridan, they look a bit more a bit bereft of ideas up there. If he's back, it might give them a goal or two. But I think 0 nil seems to seems to be a good scoreline for that one. The cat agrees. The,
1: the cat likes
2: joining in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I'm going to have to back Sandazan as this one. I think he will be back and I think he'll be in the score sheet. I think it's going to be a 2 0 to St Johnson. Sorry, Paul Bland. <laughs> oh, no, I say sorry
1: to the charity. Think of the children. Sorry to the children. Think
2: of the children. Mean, that's just terrible. that's just Christmas as well. I mean, oh, that's oh, just terrible. I'm a
0: disgrace. <laughs> time, of, time of giving and everything.
1: I was that's, that's done with the, the predictions of the, the scores and I thought I'd bring up the, the Christmas night out for the, the forum. And that took place on Saturday and met up in the, the counting house. There was me, Pelly, Black Dog, Johnny Robb, Grumpy Old Man, Jordy Girl, Bundy, JB and Brypod. Uh, there's quite a few beers had and it ended up being a, a very good night. Although JB wasn't drinking himself because he said he'd been out drinking till 6 six in the morning the, the night before and he did, I think Johnny Rob mentioned on the forum that he, he looked a, a little bit like a, a zombie <laughs> but he, he definitely looked very pale and his only drink was a lemonade and I think he only managed one before he went home but it was appreciated that he came out and hopefully we'll do it again at some point and hopefully Laurie and Chris hopefully the two of you can make it the next time
2: Hopefully, I was intending to make this one, but unfortunately, Christmas shopping got in the way. <laughs> oh, the, the, the town was heaving. Well, fun enough, I mean, I went to Silverburn and it was completely dead.
0: Where?
2: <laughs> uh, it's just outside of Glasgow. <laughs> that
1: explains it then. I don't even know where it is. So if you want to join in on the, the banter on the forum, the URL is forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk and you can log in using your your Facebook or your Twitter, or you can just go old school and register using your email address and a password.
0: Old-fashioned way. That's it. <laughs> back, in the, back in the day when we used to have an email and a password, none of this social networking. Aye, <laughs> those were the days. So that uh, pretty much covers everything for the show, all next week's games, which are obviously taking... Place on Christmas Eve since it is that time of year. So, what's uh, what's everyone doing for Christmas? What are your plans apart from going to the football? Well, apart from Craig, he doesn't go to the football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been. You've not mentioned that yet, Lauren, in this episode, so you, you left that a little bit late. I think it's just going to be a, a family Christmas for myself. I, I don't think there's going to be. Any any more nights out for me? I think it's it's going to be a a quiet Christmas in with the family. Be yourself, Chris.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Unfortunately, my wife's actually working Christmas Day, so I'll be going through to see my own family, and I think then we're going to sit down on Boxing Day with her family, and it's pretty much going to be a nice, quiet family occasion, just as it should be.
0: Christmas yep. Day. What does she do? It's hard going, working on Christmas. She's yeah. actually a nurse. <laughs> I, was, I was I was presuming it would be something like that. It's usually yeah. the, the old emergency services. So yeah, I suppose someone's got to do it, don't they? But I'm sure you'll make up for it at some point. Get the old... Yeah, work I mean she, wait, she's
2: done. working over Christmas, but she's off at New Year, so she kind of works one or the other. Yeah. It's not too bad that way. It's
0: a decent compromise. I've done the other way around this year. I've taken, I've said I'll work Hogman A. Partly because on the second I'm going to be distracted by a certain game so I agreed I'd work Hogmanay and New Year's Day if I got Christmas off and as long as I got the second off it'd be fine so I'll be travelling up north on Christmas Eve I'm just debating whether i wait, wait go to the Hearts game and then get the train after it or not I might regret it if I either way depending on the result family family Christmas up north unfortunately but I, I'll be coming back just a day before Aberdeen Hearts I think it's the 28th so <laughs> Again. Did you
1: just say, a family Christmas, unfortunately, and and your dad listens to the podcast, so he's no, going to hear that. I said,
0: a family Christmas up north, unfortunately. Unfortunate about us being up north, you know. Oh, right. right. <laughs> no, I'm being forced to go and spend it with them. No, no it's just the, the location, unfortunately, apart from it being even worse weather than here. It's full of Aberdeen fans. It's <laughs> full of Aberdeen fans, Celtic fans, and Rangers fans. It's just not full of Hearts fans. That's what I really meant. So yeah, Christmas all round. So we we also have done a bit of a, a Christmasy end to the show since this is the first Christmas episode. Which uh, I don't know how how it'll go down.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it'll be appreciated, Laurie.
0: The uh, the tone isn't. Um, Serious X Factor contention or anything like that, or you you, you never know. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is the demo. This is this is the demo. We're going to send it off. Get that bit. Get our big break. So yeah, to to end this show, we've got a bit of a a Christmas uh, Christmas number, Scottish football style, and thanks to John A. Rob for providing the. The lyrics for our our fantastic Christmas song, which we'll, we'll shoot to number one as soon as, we, as soon as we get it on iTunes.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm in talks to get a record deal. It's
0: definitely a winner. We'll get one of those Facebook groups and this stuff, you know, we'll get it pushed to number one. So, yeah, with contributions from ourselves and a few other people who have been involved in the podcast in the past few months. So, just a bit of fun. A bit of fun. It's not about the singing. Thank you. <laughs> so that's how we'll leave this one so the Scottish Football Forums Christmas song
1: right thanks a lot for coming on the podcast guys yep. thanks again guys cheers. cheers and enjoy the song
0: yeah and have a good Christmas both of you aye Merry Christmas um, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas bye
1: bye players falling all around me Trying to con the referee. It's
2: this season, the Scottish football season. Here's to football for everyone. Just a good goals and celebrations. But dancing in must be wrong. Time for handshakes, not for man kisses. Time for singing football songs
0: We're gonna try and reach a major tourney We will find the players that'll take us there That will be a journey
2: Fans are swaying, players playing The football style we love to see We have players from every single nation but here's the Jimmy's BFD.
0: We're gonna have a great game tonight. We're going to get three points and not settle for a draw. We'll show some decent fight. So here's to Scottish Football Forum. Banter flowing, Slide eggs none. It's the season, love and understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone.